Wow. What a Sunday to preach on. <laughs> there is no redemption in this reading. The powerful get what they want, and the good lose their head. This is no Disney story. There is no happy ending. This is Voldemort winning, the Emperor triumphing over the rebels, and Thanos winning with no help from time loop distortion. As one youth told me on a mission trip, all you can do is SMH. Shake my head. This is bad. In today's gospel, King Herod hears gossip that says that John the Baptist is reincarnated in Jesus. Foreshadowing the story to come, Herod relives the events that led to John's death. The story continues with Herod remem remembering how he married his brother's wife to ensure his claim to the throne. But this marriage contravenes Torah, where it explicitly says that a brother is not supposed to marry his brother's wife. The new wife, Herodias, furious at being called out, calls for John's death. And in a compromise, Herod jails John, a man that he believes is righteous and holy. Herod then has a state dinner where his new wife's daughter woos them with a dance. And this must have been some dance. Because Herod, Herod promises her anything. After discussing the possible compensation with her mother, the daughter comes back and asks, can I have John's head? Herod, caught making an oath in front of the kingdom's VIPs, cannot go back on it lest he lose face in front of his guests and thus dilute his shaky hold on power. Thus, John loses his head and Herod's granddaughter gets a souvenir. Again, the powerful win. What shall we do? Thankfully, we are part of the Anglican Church, which has experience in people losing their heads. <laughs> Henry VIII had six wives and beheaded two of them. I ask again, where is the good news? After working as a youth minister for the first time in 2005, I left St. Stephen's Arinda to go to work at a small church in San Francisco called St. James. In the entranceway of this church office, just as you come through the doors, was a picture of Henry VIII that hung on the wall. It said, it goes without saying that a church built on divorce believes in forgiveness. I loved that poster. I love that notion of forgiveness. I love it because it counters the notion of losing one's head. Now, has anyone here ever lost their head? I'm sure here everyone could raise their hand and say yes. And if you are not thinking you would raise your hand, let me introduce you to your two- or three-year-old self. 
Every Sunday before the Eucharist, we say the Lord's Prayer. We ask God to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We say it before the Eucharist because it gets us ready for what comes next. We are all welcomed to the Eucharist, then, without exception, all are welcome, even those who have lost their head in the preceding week. Now this past week, a parent called me up. They expressed their lament that I was leaving, and I responded by saying that it has been a real treat, and it has been in so many different ways, to work with them and many other families. They laughed. And he said, you can't mean us because of such and such happened. No, I said, I mean it. Why can't youth groups be that place where we accept people as they are, even when they lose their heads? If we can't be there and be authentic and be there when difficult things happen, when can we? Why can't youth groups be that place where we get to make the mistakes and people still love us? All of us have our moments, and we need communities that will be with us through the ups and the downs. Now, why do I share this story? I think at some point, all youth are going to differentiate or have a moment of losing their heads, and that's where a community comes in, and I mean you, St. John's. Having a community during hard times as this net of care can be a balm, especially down the road where some other family goes through something similar. Life is compassion and empathy that can come from processing the tough times we go through. Youth, find your agency in situations. I want you all to know that you are vital, essential expressions of God's love. You are you all unique souls who have something remarkable to give the world. Now let me lose my head a little more. I want to thank the many people who made ministry ugh, here possible. I want to thank my wife, who puts up with me texting at the dinner table. Seriously, don't do that. Just don't do that. Please. Who counsels me and loves me, even though I have to do X, Y, and Z for the youth. Thank you, honey. I want to thank my colleagues, who have all been outstanding over the years, because ministry, doing ministry well, requires a team. Good ones share ideas, figure out how to bring them to fruition. And I've been lucky to work with a remarkable set of creative people. Chris, for being the leader who's always supportive. Heather, jumping in and rolling up her sleeves and asking, how can I help? Ginger, for so many, many things 
especially for standing in a restaurant locker holding a gallon of milk, comes to mind. Virginia, for getting supplies, helping me with odd requests, and for being a fantastic artist in her own right. Emily, for showing me how to better connect with people and to build for programs. People, please show her the money. <laughs> and Sandra, for being one of the most caring souls I've ever had the pleasure of working with. She has a great sense of humor, and she was always getting me to learn Tagalog. And we even started texting jokes back and forth, me using Google Translate. <laughs> At our pre-COVID best, we would lobby questions and comments from our offices, and many would chime in with helpful insight. Virginia might even send a flying monkey down the hallway to emphasize a particular point. <laughs> it was a howler monkey. Um, that is why it is so important to have a village. Now, don't lose your heads now. You all are amazing. You are a fantastic group of adult mentors and teachers. And I love that so many adults in this congregation have a vision for a successful youth program. That means that they've seen the mountain, they've seen the promised land, they've been part of something that mattered and that changed them. They want to support this. I've heard stories of what it means to work with acolytes, I've heard several times about the fantastic trips across the U.S. on interminable van rides with BART. I've heard fond memories of a great youth program that gave someone a place to go when times were tough at home. And all of these are part of an incredible ecosystem. You, St. John's, are that ecosystem that believes and shows up for youth ministry. Now, my response to that parent earlier is that maybe youth group and hopefully church in general can be a place where we model loving people, especially when things aren't going right, where we support youth during tough times. No one is perfect, and we all make mistakes. And I have seen so many youth transcend their situations, literally pick their heads up off the floor and put them back on. That has been my goal. Be that lighthouse in the storm for families and youth. Yes, such and such happened, but I think all of our youth can be outstanding. I'm in the faith business. That's my job. I have hope that our youth will keep growing and maybe be that person who later on is there to support others when they lose their heads. I want to say finally thank you to the youth. Each of you <coughs> is a gifted individual with so many unique things to offer this world. 
We need your voices, your ideas, your questioning, your sass, and humor if we are properly to be the people that God wants us to be. Thank you to the many that lost their heads and went along with me doing social outreach at various places. Thank you for those who really got up early on a Sunday morning for class or to drive into San Francisco. Thank you to those who came to youth group to fun outings, to those that ventured across the state and country to go on trips. Thank you to those who agreed to be mentors to others, who gave a compliment to other youth on their clothes, who met first years during lunch, and those that spoke honestly about their experiences. Thank you for trusting us and sharing with John and I that you can make it through complex stuff. Youth, don't stop being you. Don't be afraid to lose your heads. And keep talking, shouting, drawing, singing, and dancing. Now, a famous person named John Lewis lost his head, literally, on a bridge. And I dedicate, dedicate this quote to you. All of you, and especially the youth. Get in good trouble, necessary trouble, and help redeem the soul of America. So St. John's, if you lose your head and come to church, say the Lord's Prayer, and remember you all are forgiven and welcome at this table. You all are the good news made holy. Now to contradict my earlier statement, maybe if we lose our heads, there could be a Disney ending. Harry Potter and his friends can win. Luke Skywalker can save the day. And maybe Doctor Strange can take the time to fix a bad situation. Thank you, St. John's. You've made me lose my head. You truly helped quench my soul in more ways than one. God bless you all.